Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are powerful. You're a warrior who bathes in your enemy's tears. Then you step out of that refreshing tear bath and into a bathrobe that somehow looks good on you. Yeah, you can pull off a robe. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you save money for driving safely with Snapshot from Progressive. Mmm, savings you can use to buy more robes. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090, Mariska's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933, and Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. Let's drop the puck. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast with NBCChicago.com's James Navo and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Here I Chicago! Welcome into the We're Still Here edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. I'm still James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago, Madhouse Enforcer, Grizzly Detail, Chicago Baseball, you name it, I do it. And with me, as always, and it's been a while since we spoke and talked some hockey, and we're honestly kind of just, we're eager to get back into this, I think, and to get this stupid offseason over finally is the one and only Jay Zawoski of 670 The Score, the I'm Fat podcast, just <laughs> yes. blessing your ears with all sorts of different stuff. And Jay, I think I can speak for you when I say this offseason has been too damn long, and I'm getting I'm getting ready for training camp to start because once that puck hits the ice, we'll finally have something to talk about. There really is. And, and you and I had a little bit of a production meeting before we uh, started the podcast today, and my sort of angst about like man we haven't done a podcast in a while and you sort of feeling the same way and us realizing like we haven't done a podcast in a while because there hasn't been anything to talk about like yeah there's a few odds and ends stories here and there we're going to get to those on today's podcast for sure but 
God, I say let's drop the puck to start every episode, and I have never meant it more. Like, let's go. I have yeah. grown used to these nice short summers where the Hawks playing into June and, uh, you know, just having a couple uh, – it feels like a couple weeks to kill before training camp starts. This has been brutal. And what we all expected to be a very active offseason – with some big signings and some big trades. There were some big trades. Hosts' deal got traded, uh, you know, but no marquee players were brought back. Um, what was supposed to be a very eventful offseason was kind of a dud, and now we're just sort of grinding the days away until training camp opens. Yeah, and we've got the Chicago Bulls, who are suddenly a playoff contending team based on the fact the Eastern Conference of the NBA has taken a nosedive with LeBron leaving and – the Chicago Bears went out and got Khalil Mack. Bears. The White Sox have got all their prospects. The Cubs are obviously the Cubs looking like they're going to make the playoffs for the fourth year in a row. And the Blackhawks are just kind of the forgotten team in Chicago right now. They just really haven't done anything this offseason to really like get fans fired up to get them excited. I think I saw the other day there was a, a betting website that had put their over under on points for the season at 84 and a half and basically any other year you would be like pounding that over like of course the Blackhawks are going to get over 84 and a half points but a last place finish in the central division is going to kind of dampen the enthusiasm a little bit and guys like Brandon Manning and Chris Kunitz really aren't gonna get y'all fired up for the regular season you speak for yourself pal I've ordered my Chris Kunitz jersey (laughs) I mean, that's where we're at right now, man. I mean, we are at the point where we're looking for reasons to get excited about this team. And I I know that once training camp starts, I'm going to be pumped up. I'm going to be excited for the Blackhawks to be back out on the ice and for us to actually have hockey X's and O's to talk about. But I got to be honest, that enthusiasm gap is basically why we didn't do a podcast together the entire month of August. It's just because there was nothing to talk about. Absolutely nothing to talk about. And uh, I know some other hockey podcasts have done that and that's cool. That's, you know, and and I'm not, it's not a criticism at all. Like I just felt with everything going on, you mentioned it, James, all the things that are happening in Chicago sports and the Hawks are not on the radar. And I think if you sort of look carefully and maybe even not that carefully, the Hawks are maybe realizing that three Stanley Cups, that's not that big of a deal in the minds of people. Like, it was great when it happened and everyone was on board, but to say that they established any sort of permanent fan base with those titles, guess what? I checked right before we started this podcast. It was the first thing, the last thing I did before I hit record was check to see if there were tickets available for opening night against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Name your price, name your section. Yep. There are seats available all over the building. And that's something that the day tickets would go on sale would sell out. And remember, even two years ago, the Hawks would tweet, look at, okay, look at this game against Ottawa. There's still tickets available for, they would in real time be telling you the few games that had tickets remaining. Mm -hmm. Now they can't sell out the home opener. Well, there's two reasons for that. And I think that, The first reason is pretty, I mean, honestly, both reasons are obvious. Reason number one is the enthusiasm is just not there because the team missed the playoffs last year and they really haven't done a whole lot to address the short-term needs of the team. And yes, they've gone out 
and gotten some good players in the draft and they've gotten some decent prospects in the future is looking a little bit brighter than it was going into this season. Yeah. But in terms of the right here, right now, the enthusiasm just is not there. And then the second thing, tickets are just too damn expensive. And I know that's like a complaint that a lot of fans have a lot of the time. And obviously the response is always, well, you know, the market will bear it. They're a good team. People pay it. Well, you know what? those big money people that were buying tickets to go see the hottest show in town, the biggest contender for a title in town, they're not going to keep shelling out that money if you're not giving them a reason to. And frankly, the Blackhawks just are not worth the continuously rising prices at this point. And I know that the team obviously has to charge a certain amount more because they've got so many contracts on the books, and I totally get it. You, you want to spend money to make money, and that's fine. You need people putting money into the coffers. But when you raise ticket prices like clockwork every single season and then you hit a lean spell, you're going to hit a time like this yep. when you've got plenty of tickets available for a game against a very serious Stanley Cup contender in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it's disheartening. And there is a scenario where I see the Hawks could have a bounce-back year, right? Like – We've gone through the ifs over and over again. We don't have to do it again. But mm-hmm. if things break right, they could be a good team again. It's not unheard of. They had the best record in the Western Conference two years ago. And, yes, different roster. Marion Hosa was there. Corey Crawford was healthy, yada, yada, yada. But I still think there's a lot of, of talent on this team and some talent to come. But like you said, they're raising season tickets – or they're raising ticket prices like clockwork – and they were able to do that because they were winning like clockwork. But one of those Correct. two things has stopped. And when it's the winning that stops, that's a problem. Because people are going to look. Look, there's a lot of entertainment dollar options now. You know, the Cubs are great. And they're going to play into October, hopefully November. The White Sox are on the rise. The Bears, like you just said, are suddenly the top story in town. People are talking about the Bears again. It had been a five or six year drought since anyone really truly gave a crap about what the Bears did on a daily basis. You couple that with the Hawks fade, and that's it's not good for them. And you've heard an uh, uptick in radio advertising for tickets, and mm-hmm. you've heard an uptick of radio interviews with Hawks players. Still can't get Jonathan Taves on the air. Hmm. <laughs> I, it, that, by the way, that pisses me off. I have been trying to get Jonathan Taves on the air on the score for three years. Three years. Any day, any time, during the season, off season, we want Jonathan Taves on the station. Okay, we'll see what he can do. Nothing. That's the captain. And if you're having trouble selling tickets and you have trouble making people believe in your team, this is when the best captain in hockey, air quotes, needs to step up and be the face of the organization, and he's not doing it. I don't know if they're not asking him. I don't know if he's saying no. But Jonathan Taves has been a ghost in this town during the last couple off seasons. That's a guy who needs to be front and center. And mm-hmm. they're not making him available. They're putting on Alex DeBrinkett. He's throwing out the first pitch. Brent Seabrook's at the Notre Dame game. That's all well and good. Jonathan Taves is the captain of this team and needs to be out front, being sort of a spokesman, making people feel better, right? That's a guy that even though he's had some down years offensively, fans for the most part feel good about him as a guy, as a captain, all those things. That's the guy you want to hear from, and he's been invisible, and it annoys the hell out of me. And and I know it's like to a degree he's kind of he's not like the most vocal Doesn't person matter. like I get I get it what I was gonna say is two things one he needs to kind of get over it and to kind of get his face out there a little bit more but b he's also not like a it's not like he's a boring interview or anything every time that I've had 
the opportunity to get into a scrum with Jonathan Taves. He's definitely a very well-spoken and very thoughtful dude. And I know that's not going to get like the fan base like super fired up, but you got to at least like kind of get people to know him a little bit more and to kind of hear what he has to say, because he definitely says some interesting stuff. Like it's not like rah, rah, we're going to win everything, but I find him interesting to, to hear speak. And I think that he'd be a good radio interview, especially on the show that you guys do. I don't know if, uh, He'd be a McNeil and Parkins quality guest. But I think that for Bernstein and McKnight, I definitely think that you guys would do a really good job with them, and I'd be very interested to hear that. Me too. Well, speaking of Jonathan Taves, um, last week, by the way, we are uh, a week and a day away from the release of EA Sports NHL 19. Yeah, boy. uh, uh, With that in mind, before we get to this little list I want to run by you, um, we have a location for our Blackhawks uh, season kickoff broadcast get together yada 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 we're unfortunately for you schmucks we have a place for it and you have to deal with us again you have to come and see us and look at us we're gonna be at at rabid brewing at brewing Brewing. (laughs) rabid brewing in homewood um we'll give you more information once we settle up the date and everything that place creates their own beer it is amazing it's one of my favorite places in town they're excited to host us we're gonna try to get someone to cater to food hopefully chucks or marishkas will step up volunteer some food if they can't make it happen we'll find somebody else but we're going to have hawks tickets hawks jerseys the blackhawks have already pledged their support to the event uh we'll get several other people to donate some things as well so like we said we mentioned it earlier in the off season we're going to raise money for my buddy andy garcia who lost his wife to cancer uh earlier this spring we've said every uh five dollars raised on our gofundme page is an entry into our giveaway at this event so if you want to pledge, go to GoFundMe.com slash MadhousePod. For every $5 you give, you get one entry into these charity contests. You can win copies of NHL 19. You can win Chuck's or Mariska's gift cards. You can win a Hawks jersey. You can win Hawks tickets. You can win Wolves tickets. Anything. We got a lot of stuff coming. We're finalizing that list, but keep an eye out for the end of September, early October. We're going to have an event at Rabid Brewing in Homewood. Find it. Mark it on your calendar. Mark it on your Google Maps and uh, come out and see us. But more info to come in the next week or so. Anyway, so NHL 19 coming out September 11th. They released their top 50 players overall in the game. Okay, so day by day they went like 50 to 41, then 40 to blah, blah. blah. So you get it. How many Blackhawks do you think the people at NHL 19 are in the top 50 of the NHL? I, I get it. You have to be really careful with this because I'm sure there's going to be some element of reputation that's going to come into it and some element of some of the guys that I think might be top 50 might be a little too young and inexperienced for them. I am going to go with three. Three. Yes. Okay. Who do you think they are? Patrick Kane, I think, obviously is going to be a top 50 player. I don't think there's much question about that. Am I right? You are correct. He's number eight overall. Uh, Okay, I am going to say that Duncan Keith, based on reputation and body of work, I still think he's probably going to be up there in the top 50 in terms of the ratings. He is not. Wow, that's a fall from grace for sure. I thought that he'd have been on there. And then my third guess was going to be a little bit of a flyer based on how young he is, but I think that 
in terms of his skill set and the fact that he, you know, is that 30 goal scorer type guy, I was going to guess Alex Dabrinkit. Uh, Alex Dabrinkit, not in the top 50 as well. The number 50 overall is Jonathan Taves. Wow. So you have two Blackhawks in the top 50 NHL players, according to NHL 19. You can agree with that. You can disagree with it. But that's the fact. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Taves comes in at number 50. Patrick Kane, number eight. I'm going to look at the list here and show you some of the players around Jonathan Taves. So Taves is 50. I, I'm frankly not stunned by the Alex DeBrincat thing. I'm very interested to see where they've got Duncan Keith ranked this season. Yeah, I will find out. So Taves is an 87 overall. And I would okay. assume... I would assume that Keith is probably right around that level. Mm-hmm. So the the skaters closest to Jonathan Taves uh, are there are a bunch of goalies. Ryan Suter, number forty five, is eighty eight overall. Jakub wow. Voracek is eighty eight overall. Ryan Getzlaff, eighty eight overall. Nicholas Backstrom. So z- these are the sort of guys in that area. Uh, right. Artemi Panarin, for the record, is number thirty six. Uh, comes in a spot ahead of Oliver Ekman Larson and a spot behind Brad Marchand. Boy, that guy's going to get overpaid this coming off season. Dude, uh, before I get to that, so Patrick Kane, eight, one spot behind Malkin, one spot ahead of Victor. No, I said that backwards. A spot ahead of Malkin, a spot behind Victor Hedman. Have you seen the Artemi Panarin workout videos on Instagram? I actually have, like, watched a little bit of it. Wasn't he working out with some guys from the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, if memory serves? Yes, of course, fueling speculation. Oh, he's definitely going to Tampa now. <laughs> I love what that Why happens. the hell? Why wouldn't you? I'd go to Tampa. Like, Tampa would be a really good place for him to end up. Awesome weather, uh, good team, well run. Yep. I'd play in Tampa. But, I mean, um, the, the problem, obviously, there is money because you don't know how much – I know they can generate some cap space, but it wouldn't be easy necessarily. Uh, no, but a guy like that, you could probably find a way. But these videos, man, are so impressive. And I don't know if what he's doing is more or less physical than what your typical hockey player does in the offseason. But he's just like documenting every drill he does. And it's it's insane yeah. to watch. Like that, that is a powerful is dude. Paid, seriously. What do you think he fetches as a free agent? I, we, we've talked about this before, like trying to figure out like how the Hawks could get him back. Remember, there was some speculation earlier this summer that they might trade for him again. He's looking at at least nine, right? You've got to think he's getting nine or nine and a half million based on the way the market is going right now. Like, if guys like Tom Wilson can get big paychecks and yeah. if guys like John Tavares are going to get over 11 million bucks to play, you've got to think that Artemi Panarin, even though he's a winger, is still getting nine, nine and a half million from somebody based on the fact he'll be the best forward on the market more than likely next next off season. Yeah, I I think anything less than nine is a surprise. Yep. All right, well, why don't we take a quick break before we discuss the upcoming prospects tournament, go over that roster, uh, some of the guys we're excited to see. Um, before we take a break, though, got to tell you about our friends at Triple Threat Sports. We've talked about them since the inception of this podcast. They're the place to go if your team needs outfitting. You need uh, softball jerseys, hockey jerseys, basketball, football, whatever, Triple Threat Sports will hook you up. You'll look great. So give me a call, 708-478-6090, or send them an email, chris at triplethreatsports.com. That's chris at triplethreatsports.com. Triple Threat Sports, if you can wear it, they can make it. We'll be right back with more on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Welcome back into the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, where we despite our earlier protests that there hadn't been a lot to discuss in the NHL, I feel like we're doing 
a pretty decent job of kind of getting caught up and slowly starting to get this thing ramped up for the uh the 2018-2019 season. By the way, Jay, I was thinking about this earlier. This is going to be our fourth season doing the podcast, right? Uh, yes. I believe we started right after they won the third cup. Yeah, I think like, you're right. I think this is our season number four, so if it's our memory fault. serves correctly. So anyway, I wanted to bring <laughs> that up just kind of as an aside to like remind myself of how long we've actually been flipping doing this. And, and then... <laughs> To also think about the fact that, like, how many different things have happened over the years. It's been a very interesting time. But we're going to get to all that, I'm sure, at events this season. You know, be crotchety old men together. It'll be wonderful. Let's talk about some young guys. Let's talk about guys that we're going to get excited and amped up to see on the ice when they play in Traverse City. I believe it starts this week. Yes, the seventh. Serves. Yes. The rookie tournament starts up there this week, and the Blackhawks are sending – Quite a few interesting young guys, obviously like top draft picks like Henry Yokoharu, Adam Boquist, Nicholas Bowden are all going to be there. Alexander Fortin is going to be there. Jay, why don't you give me some uh, other guys that kind of caught your eye on that roster and we'll kind of get into a little bit of a discussion about what we can expect to see in that tournament. Well, a couple names surprised me because I, I looked at them as sort of shoe-ins to make the team this year. Uh, Victor Edsel who played, God, it felt like more than six games, didn't it? Yeah. He played six games with the Hawks last season. I liked what I saw from him. Uh, big body, uh, nice shot. Uh, I liked He's a kind of wide base when he skates. A uh, guy mm-hmm. with some size, 6'5", 214. I think that he's got a really strong shot at making the team this year. He's on the roster. Then you've got uh, Dylan Sakura, who also was sort of talked about as a, you know, as a guy who's a shoe-in for this roster, three points in five games last year. Again, felt like he played more than five games, but he didn't. Um, those are two of probably like the guys you can expect to see probably right off the bat. You mentioned oh, yeah. 14. Uh, you mentioned um, Boquist. You mentioned uh, Yokoharu. Those guys are going to be there. Uh, Nicholas Bodan, another draft pick this year. Um, those are sort of the names I'm interested in seeing because when you get them up against other prospects – you want to hope that they thrive, right? Because every team in this tournament is going to send their best prospects, and you hope that the ones the Blackhawks have shine over the other teams. And I think especially Yokoharu, and I think to a lesser extent Boquist, I want those guys to stand out. I want them to be two of the better players of the whole tournament. And if that happens, I feel very good about their position uh, in the organization. I think that there's a pretty solid chance Yokoharu makes a team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying he's a shoe in I'm not saying it's for sure, but uh, if he made it, I would not be surprised by any means. So if, if he is indeed NHL ready, then you would think, in theory, he should dominate at a prospects camp or tournament. Yeah, I mean, you, you watched him at prospect camp last year and you watched him this year and you definitely saw some progression in his game, I thought. And I know there's still plenty he needs to work on in terms of his uh, skating and in terms of just his overall ability. But I think that he can make those developmental steps at the NHL level. I don't know if he would be well served to like play again at the junior level. I think that he's basically at a point now where did the Blackhawks ever officially determine whether or not he could play in the AHL this season? Like, I know there was a lot of like back and forth going on with a couple of different guys. And I just think that a guy like him, he would benefit so much from even just playing down there and, 
kind of learning the system more and re- and then jumping to the NHL level. I think that he's one of those guys that would benefit from kind of a patient approach and the ability to play against that quality competition. And I don't know if another year with the Portland Winterhawks would really be what he needs at this point. Because at this point, you're just playing against guys you're so much better than and yeah. have so much more experience than. I don't know if it – I mean, it's not a, a detriment, but how beneficial can it be? He's clearly beyond that point. Right. I think that uh, I don't know the answer to that. I think I knew it and then have since forgotten. (laughs) But well, I I know for a fact, Adam Boquist, there was a lot of talk about whether or not he'd be able to just come straight over to, you know, North America and play in the AHL or if he would have to go to the junior ranks. I know that that was kind of one of those things during the offseason that there was some like lack of clarity on. And it's always so weird with the NHL, because obviously with other sports especially with like baseball you know exactly where those guys are going like it's just very odd the way the nhl and ahl rules are kind of structured in terms of that junior ranking but i definitely think yokoharu as you said has a really good chance to make this roster i think that the blackhawks would be very well served to just go ahead and let him learn on the fly at the nhl level because it's going to take a year or two for him to really start to scratch what I think could be his potential in this league. And I'm really interested to see him learn at the major league level instead of, you know, continuing to play with the Portland Winterhawks. And he's a guy I'm definitely going to keep an eye on at Traverse City and then going into training camp this season. Another guy who I thought looked pretty good at prospects camp, and I was only there one day and then had an eye on it from a distance, you know, the stuff that they would broadcast, I would watch and all those things. Mackenzie Entwistle, who was the other player acquired with Marcus Kruger, Mm-hmm. in the uh, trade for Marion Hosa stood out a little bit. Uh, not overly fast, not overly skilled, but seemed like a guy who could be a, uh, a really solid sort of bottom six forward, a guy that can, uh, you know, do a lot of things for you. 6'3", 181. Um, you know, I, what I saw from him, I noticed myself noticing him a lot in a positive way. He was making things happen. And the Hawks did not do their typical, like, daily scrimmage so it was hard to see him in game situations, but he stood out in drills, had you know solid hands, solid stick handling. Again, not an overly fast player, but he looked the part, and he definitely stood out among the other Blackhawks prospects. And I think the guy I'm most excited about seeing, I've never seen him play. I truly don't know a thing about him, but his name is Shaw Boomhauer, and uh, oh, that is yes. really exciting to me. That name <laughs> honestly got even like noticed in the NBC newsroom when the email uh, came in like a lot of people were like Shaw Boomhauer that's a phenomenal name <laughs> like great. even just the name like interested people and I kind of loved that about it, it just kind of drew some interest you know and heck you know with this season shaping up to be you know potentially like kind of seesaw in terms of which direction it goes I'll take those little moments of excitement when you see a Shaw Boomhauer's name pop up on the prospect list Shaw Boomhauer he should not be as small as he is. He should be like <laughs> 6'9", 250 of just menacing, you know, death on With skates. With a big wad of chaw in his cheek or something. <laughs> yeah, like Ogie Oglethorpe. But he's 5'11", oh, 165. Ooh, that's a good pull, man. Thank you. I'm sorry, 5'11", 185. We, I, don't wanna, I did want to bring yeah. up with uh, Entwistle that a lot of Coyotes fans that I know, because as you know, I am the world's foremost Chicago-based Coyotes fan. I guess they, so. you are, uh, I'll tell you this for sure. You are the number one Coyotes authority in the greater Bourbonnais area. 
That is definitely the case. Can't be and I would argue that I might be the best Blackhawks podcaster that hails from Bourbon, Illinois. But we'll go ahead and we'll discuss that at a later date. But a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of Coyotes fans that I know were excited about Ant Whistle and they thought the Blackhawks got a pretty solid piece in that trade when they got him. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I liked what I saw, but are you surprised that, that Ed Solens, I maybe not Ed Solens, but that Sakura's in this, does that surprise you? To a degree, I just think that they want to maybe get him a jump start on training camp. I think that's really it. I don't think they're looking at like him as like a guy that needs the seasoning necessarily. I just think they want to get him out on the ice and get him going. I just want to, I want, I think they want to see where he's at with what he was working on in training during the off season. And if it means sending him out there like a week or two before training camp, I think that they're totally within their rights and totally within reasonable, you know, expectation and projection to do that. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for any sort of hockey, so let's do it. Let's bring it on. Uh, I wish this stuff was easy to find. Unfortunately, I don't get NHL network anymore because I cut the cord so I'll just be oh. watching stuff online here and hoping that uh, the foremost Coyotes expert in Bourbon A can fill me in on this whole thing. <laughs> um, I am going to try. I, I believe they are streaming the Traverse City oh, good. tournament. Are they not? Like, I, th I thought I remembered them streaming at least some of the games. Like, I definitely would be interested in watching that. I did want to ask you, Jay, I'm going to put you on the spot here just for funsies. Are you going to Training Camp Festival in a couple of weeks? Um, I am planning on it. Um, but fall ball <laughs> oh, has begun and games are at six 30, but I think, doesn't the thing start at like 11? It starts at like 11. It's an early start. Like I actually was going to go there. I work on weekends. Woe is me. Blah, blah, blah. I was going to go in there before work and go check it out. Like I just, what time I want is the actual scrimmage. I need hockey in my – I think the scrimmage starts, like, at 1130. Oh, then I'm going. I'll go. Like, I feel like it's definitely, like, an early enough start that I was going to be able to go and enjoy it. So Cool. I have I mean, tickets. I bought tickets. I did not buy tickets. I wonder if they're sold out. Uh, mm. If the home opener's not sold out, sold out I'm going to guess the training camp festival has plenty but of that, tickets. But remember, that's only, like, five or ten bucks. True that. I think you got a good shot. I think you're. I, 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 think I you're would good think hands. that if they're sold out, I can probably find a friend who might allow me to go with them. I'm not saying I am not saying you. I'm literally saying I know I have friends that want to go. So that that might be something I might have to explore. Hmm. Yeah, you might because you're not getting them from me. All right. Well, uh, yeah, because you're going to bring your <laughs> probably your kid and your wife, which you know would be at least somewhat understandable. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather go with you. Let's be honest. Aw, you're such a nice guy. I'd rather go with Hope. <laughs> go go nuts. All right, hey, um, so uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, let's take a break, come back. We'll do some emails and wrap this puppy up. Sound good? That sounds great, man. All right, we got to tell you, though, before our break, Marishka's, our friend and yours, 604 oh. Theodore Street in Crest Hill. They are family-owned and operated since 1933. That was a long time ago, 1933. Yep. Don't make me do the math, but it was a long time ago. The place has been awesome since the moment they opened until today. Uh, the poor boys, the steaks, the chops, the seafood, everything made fresh in-house. Full craft beer menu. Marishka is just an awesome place to bring your family, your friends. 
Uh, so make the journey out to Crest Hill. If you live within 30 miles of Marishka's, you owe it to yourself to go there at least once in your life. And if you go there once in your life, you're going to go again and again and again. And you'll probably just feel the need to move closer so you can go more often. So go to Crest Hill, 604 Theodore Street. Go to Marishka, say hi to our friend Joe, and order up the poor boy and the onion rings and pretty much everything on the menu that's terrific. They're closed only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving. So head to marishkas.com or check them out, facebook.com slash marishkas. That's M-E-R-I-C-H-K-A-S. Go check them out. We'll be right back with your emails on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Email the guys at madhousepod at gmail.com or follow them on Twitter at madhousepod. The email segment, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. I was at Chuck's last week in Darien, actually. Uh, My wife, Hope, and my buddy, Micah, are uh, savants when it comes to Full House. So we went for Full House trivia, and they finished third. And I oh. felt the same, a, str- a strange sense of pride and shame at the same time because, wow, they know a lot about Full House, but, wow, they know a lot about Full House. It was I missed weird. Simpsons trivia. I was really <laughs> bummed out about that. Yeah, well, they offer trivia every night. There's something going on to Chuck. So make sure you visit chuckscafe.com for all their event info, trivia, all that stuff going on all the time. Uh, not to mention, it's like the best food ever, barbecue, Mexican cajun fare what you want just wings you want a burger fine everything at chuck's is terrific the darien location if you go there for the first time head all the way back in the parking lot and you'll see chuck's homegrown garden the stuff he grows there is what he uses in the restaurants both both locations burbank and darien tomatoes peppers like everything chuck uses to cook with it's all right there everything at chuck's is terrific and i tell our listeners all the time there's something there for everybody if you like, you know, adventurous, uh, experimental foods, Chuck's, they got you. If you're kind of a wimp, you're just like, eh, you know, what? I'm a mac and cheese and chicken tenders kind of person. Great. You're going to go there and have the best mac and cheese and best chicken tenders you've ever had. Chuck's has something for everyone. And if you like to drink, and who doesn't, really, Chuck's has the 125 Beer Club, 125 beers. Sample each one. You'll get a punch card. Fill that out. You get your name on the wall. They blow off fireworks. All this cool stuff happens. It's wonderful. (laughs) Chuck's is great. Chuck is an awesome guy. Go visit our friends at Chuck's. Chuck'sCafe.com. Burbank. Darian. Do it. Okay. Emails. Now I want beef brisket, Jay. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, I got the 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 boneless wings there are insane. And then uh, I'm just getting hungry. Okay, I gotta stop. Okay, yeah, I'm just yeah, this salivating. isn't the I'm Fat podcast. We need to <laughs> knock this off. Yes. All right, Devon. Uh, he says, "Hey guys, my name is Devon. I'm a huge Blackhawks fan, and I just want to say uh, your podcast is my favorite. You're the only ones telling it like it is, and I love having some other pessimists who think like <laughs> I do about the future of the club." Devon, thank you for the kind words. But for the record, James and I are typically very positive people. I don't think anyone that knows us would describe us as pessimists. I think, you know what, though? I feel like it's, there's some realism. Like, we're just being realistic. Real. Like, we're not, we're not going to blow smoke. We're not going to tell you that the Blackhawks are going to be this, like, 95-point juggernaut. They made all these great moves. We, we're just being realistic. They, there are challenges here. 
But there is part of us that's just like blindly optimistic. It's like, yay, finally going to be hockey on our televisions again. Thank God. Like there, we, we're going to try to mix it up. You know, we're going to try to keep it like as realistic as possible. But at heart, we're just hockey fans or we're boys looking for a team to love us and lift that silver chalice again. All right. He's back. Gingenberger. I gotta be nice God, to him. I felt God bad. Dang it. Is that, is that, wait, wait. Devin didn't have a question for us. Sorry, Devon. No, whatever. that was it. Just a compliment. Oh, okay. I'll take that. Uh, so Gingenberger is a little bit upset with us because we uh, th- we wished adult haircut Dave, formerly known as uh, Ponytail Dave, a happy birthday on on the yes. Twitter machines, and uh, Ging was like, "You didn't wish me a happy birthday." So whenever it was or is happy I, birthday. I have a really funny story to tell you about this, but go ahead and continue this. All right. We'll get to it, but his question is, oh, specifically for me. Ooh. Ooh. He said, I recently saw a post from the Blackhawks where Chelios was at the Pearl Jam concert holding up a Makita <laughs> sweater, which I am sure rubbed you the wrong way. It did. Thinking about this, is there anything Chelly can do to get back in your good graces, or is your inner meatball too strong? That's a good question. Well, if there... he came on the podcast, how would you treat him? I would be hard on him. I wouldn't tell him, like, suck it or anything like that but i would be i would be a little harsh on him but i I think i would do it with a bit of a smile because i mean it with a bit of a smile look i i know athletes are athletes it's a business i get it but at the time it happened i was inconsolable um so there's there's some feelings in there and i'm aware of that but i would tell him like hey man here's some of the reasons i had trouble welcoming you back what do you say to that um here's how he could win me back if when joel quenville decides to retire um or Stan Bowman is fired and he's hired in some sort of role as a coach or GM. Not saying it should happen, but if it does, I'll be pissed about it. If he then goes on to win a cup as a coach or GM of the Blackhawks, he's back. How's wow. that? Wow, okay. Is that fair? I guess so, yeah. I, again, I don't want this to happen. I'm not suggesting it should happen, but should it happen and he win a cup in either role, I like him again. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a pretty good way to win the heart of Jade Zawoski back. But now I'm just thinking about how much I want, like, the Blackhawks to call us tomorrow and be like, so, you want Chelly to come on the podcast? Because I... No, I want Taves. <laughs> I would personally be, like, totally fine with that. And I would be, you know, happy-go-lucky with Chelios. I don't have all this, like, you know, bla- brazen animosity towards him. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I want to see it. You're too young. Maybe he can come to our events at home. Oh, my God. If he comes to the event in Homewood, holy mother of God, that'd be the greatest thing ever. Okay, fine. If he does that, then I'll forgive him. Okay. Now, just as a quick aside here, Gingenberger, yeah. I'm going to make it a point to do this tonight because, frankly, as I said on the last podcast, I love you even if Jay doesn't. <laughs> but <laughs> I made it, I, for some reason, when I filled out my, you know, a little calendar with all the birthdays on it that I wanted to remember. I put adult haircut Dave's birthday on there because he's meant so much to this podcast over the years. <laughs> I don't think I put Gingenberger's birthday in there, but I will rectify that situation tonight and I will post a picture of it on Twitter to prove it. All right, will you let me know? I'm not going to go through all that. I know you're not, <laughs> but I will because I love Gingenberger. All right. That's fair. All right. Next question here from Anthony. He says, uh, James and Jay, with how the roster is currently constructed, create your optimal lineup headed into the season. And let's go with Crow. We'll be ready to start the season. Okay, well, then he's my goalie. 
There you go. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't want to do lines. Uh, I don't want to make lines or do lines of coke. Can we just, frankly. for the love of God, see freaking Schmaltz, DeBrenkit, and Kane together for at least a little bit? Yes. Can we just see that, please? Like, I'm totally fine if Joel wants to go with some permutation of uh, Schmaltz, Sod, and Kane. I'd be okay with that, too. But I just, I really want to see Schmaltz, DeBrenkit, and Kane play together. Is that too much to ask? I don't think it is. Who's your right wing with Taves? In that scenario? <sighs> Sakura? It has, you would think it has to be Sakura, right? You know what's going to be. Sakura, and Taves? It's going to be I'd Kunitz. Be a, I, I'd be okay with that line. I'd be intrigued by that line. But you know it's going to be Chris Kunitz. You know this is going to drive us all, you know, absolutely batty insane. Like, who was it last year that I was, like, saying the Blackhawks would sign just to tick me off, and then there was, like, a brief moment where it appeared that they might. It was a defenseman, and I'm, like, drawing a total blank right now. Hmm. Like, I'm just, ugh. It's going to bother me now because there was a defenseman that I had made a joke. The Blackhawks were going to sign him, and then they came, like, perilously close to doing so. And oh, I God. Who was that? Yes. <laughs> it, it, like, there was a rumor, and I was like, oh, God, no. Like, it was one of those things that I, uh, Was anyway. it Brooks Orpic? Yeah. No, it wasn't Brooks Orpic. No, it was somebody of that ilk. It wasn't Tom Wilson either. It was like a... Bieksa? No, you're getting warmer it's like a guy who's basically known for being like kind of a goonish player you'll think of it one of our listeners will have it yeah i'm sure they will remember the loud ranting that happened <laughs> you um, just anyway, blacked let's out read another email this is i'm sure been very compelling for everybody yeah yeah uh, jay and james search the depths of their memory for something stupid uh this could be a new sponsored segment uh last email of the day comes from spike t our guy um, he points out and asks us if we saw the feature on Joe Murphy. Did you see that on TSN? Uh, I, I heard about oh it. Oh, my I gosh. I didn't get a chance to watch it. So for those who missed it, uh, go to your uh, Googleizer there and type in TSN Finding Murph. It's the story of former Blackhawk Joe Murphy, who is now homeless in Canada, and former goalie Trevor Kidd of, I think, probably most famously the Flames would probably be his most accomplished uh, Trevor kid. Anyway, doesn't even know Joe Murphy. Didn't play with him, nothing like that, but just heard about the story and took it upon himself to go uh, find him, brought along a TSN crew, and they talked to him and said, dude, like, what happened? What's going on? And they talked to his daughter and his ex-wife, and they all say there was this one moment in his career where he took a hit in the corner against Detroit, and the, it was a clean hit. It was a big hit, but it was clean, and they said, like, from that day on, he was never the same, and he's mentally ill. Um, I don't know if he has Parkinson's, but when you watch the video, he's sitting in, like, kind of like the way Michael J. Fox kind of moves, like where he can't really control his legs or his shoulders. It was really, really sad. And you can see this, you know, waif of a man now who used to be this big power forward, you know, former top pick in the NHL, a really accomplished NHL career. And he's just, he's just this, this skeletal homeless guy walking around, but you still see his face, like that unmistakable Joe Murphy face. He's totally bald. Uh, it's just heartbreaking. Uh, so find it. Uh, Finding Murph, uh, TSN did this thing. It was probably uh, two weeks ago or so. Really heartbreaking stuff. And, and I had a story 
that sort of stuck with me for years about Joe Murphy. I saw him when I was in college, so it would have been like early. I was either in college or right out, so like the early 2000s. I went to see The Who at uh, the Tinley Park venue, and I saw Joe Murphy, and I and I walked past him like I didn't, wasn't a, a jerk. I didn't do it to call attention to him. I was excited to see Joe Murphy. I love Joe Murphy. He was one of my favorite Hawks when he was here. And I said, like, wow, like, Joe Murphy, like, good to see you, man. He's like, hey, go F yourself. And I was like, why did he react that way? Like, it was it was just weird. It was like an unnatural reaction. Like, I wasn't teasing him. I wasn't making a scene. I was like, hey, man, I, I know who you are, and I, I, I'm a fan, you know, like, very, you know, kindly. I, I did it. And his response always stuck with me. And now sort of seeing it in this context of the instability of, you know, potential like a CTE situation, mm-hmm. it kind of put it in, in a little bit of perspective and it made a little more sense. But that was a, that was a, an encounter I had as a fan that always stuck with me. That and Carlton Fisk being a complete <laughs> dick to me. Well, t- that's not shocking. Five years old, maybe six, at Comiskey Park, I hand him a baseball. He takes it, looks at it, and hands it back to me. That's just a dick move, man. <laughs> I was like, dude, come on. Like he he did it to get my hopes up and then just handed it right back to me like a total jag. Yeah, so. well maybe Mark Gray should have shown up at the uh Sockeld Sports in Bourbon A when I was like eight years old and signed my freaking baseball instead of continuously calling and saying he was on his way and then canceling after three hours. Mm. Yeah, that's right, Grace. I remember. See? You've got your Chris Chelios hatred for Mark Grace. <laughs> I'm glad yeah, you could find the hatred. Disappointed me when I was eight. <laughs> Punk. That's it. Then that... went on to have a very nice long career with the Cubs and yada yada. That's all it takes. It takes one bad experience. All right. Well, this was fun. I'm glad we got to do it again. We are very close to hockey. It's there. I can smell it. I can taste it. Hopefully, we're going to get a little bit of news before the preseason kicks off. But listen, when the season's back, James and I are back full bore. Weekly podcasts, post game shows, the whole nine. We'll be with you. We have some ideas to sort of uh, what sort enhance the podcast a little bit this year. We're going to do some more guests, some more interviews, some things like that. So we're going to go all out for you guys. I know it's been a boring summer. We haven't been around a ton. We're going to be around. We're back. We are back fully, and uh, you can expect to hear from us way more often than you have. And thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for uh, being fans of the podcast, and thanks, frankly, for missing us in the first place it means a lot yeah. to hear oh it does actually yeah, it does yeah. it feels good like hey where you guys been like well <laughs> what do you want well, to talk make about something happen and we'll talk about <laughs> it. exactly well for my partner james devoe james thanks for uh hooking up tonight i know we've had some trouble connecting in the last week or so but i'm glad we got to make it work and thanks to our sponsors triple threat sports for all your team outfitting needs call chris 708-478-6090 mariska's in crest hill family owned and operated since 1933 and Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. Thanks for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business every day are nothing short of heroic. And you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. Like the breaking ground on new construction things. The every box and barcode matters things. And the driving the family business forward things. 
we put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you. When the big wireless carriers start trying to get you to splurge your tax return on the latest nonsense this year, just tune it out. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199 on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Savings may vary. See straighttalk.com. At CVS Health Hub, you can see a provider, fill a prescription, and grab what you need all in one trip, even on evenings and weekends. That's healthier made easier. Visit a CVS Health Hub today. Services vary by location. See cvs.com slash health hub for details.